What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Q Points, the podcast that drops the needle on black music history. Well, today for our final feed swap for this season, uh, we are featuring our friend, Mr. Al Pete. Y'all may remember Mr. Al Pete from when he appeared on Q Points, but today we are sharing uh, the show, The Groove Suite. So in this episode, Al is having a conversation with Don Will. You may know Don Will from the group Tanya Morgan, as well as the podcast, The Almanac of Rap. It's a great episode. We know that y'all are going to love the Groove Suite and y'all should make sure you follow the show. So to follow the Groove Suite, you want to go to their link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash the groove suite that is s-u-i-t-e once again that's linktree and their linktree is the groove suite enjoy the show groove suite groove suite groove suite groove suite groove suite podcast cast yeah cast, the music cast, interviews the culture let's get it to it to it and then don't forget all the lovely things we plan to do today What's happening? What's happening, my people? It's Mr. Al Pete with the NPN Network, the Groove Suite, Groove Suite Podcast, Groove Suite Mix Show. Thank y'all for hitting play. Listen, we finna get into a good interview with a good brother that I've been following for a great minute. Um, you know, that that whole like shooting your shot action, it was cool for me to just kind of be like, hey, I want to interview you because they got the new song out. Uh, Tanya Morgan, they had the song out. And um, I was like, well, let me see if I can get them on the show because I feel like the Groovers on the show would definitely love this song. If they haven't heard it yet, you're going to hear it uh, today on this interview. So, um, yeah, we here. But nevertheless, make sure, before we get into it, make sure you follow the NPN uh, Network, which is NPN Management and the Groove Suite on Instagram. That's where we get busy, share all dope music and all that great stuff. So without further ado, I'm going to bring... Don Will up in the building. What's happening, good sir? What's good, man? Listen, um, first off, thank you very much for uh taking the time to, you know, to uh, you know, to 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 sit down and talk with me for a minute about podcasting, music, two of the things that I love. Um, so it's cool to um be able to talk to somebody who I've been following with for a minute. So thank you on that, first off. And um, second off. Um, I, I have a podcast crew that I hang out with, man. Content creators of color, shots out of them. But um one of my homies, uh Dominic Lawson, he won the Webby Award. So while we was watching, well why when I was watching, I saw that you won an award. And I and <laughs> and I felt like I, I I felt like we we had won. When I say we, I mean like just hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just for you being a uh, a musician, a hip hop musician, as well as getting into the media space with podcasting and with the show that you do, the Om- uh, Omnic Rap. 
I was like, man, this is such a great win. It's such a great win. So congratulations on that, uh, personally for sure. Thank you, man. And shout out to your man Dominic. I don't think I, I don't think I know him personally, yeah. but uh, you know, it's it's dope to win. It's it's a really dope thing, a dope accolade to have. And like speaking to what you said about you feel like we won. It was a, a I think Jazzy Jeff Jazzy Jeff was there, and you know I, I I know him personally. And when he saw me win, he was like it was the same thing. He was just like the like you know I, I don't I hate to say the little guy because. You know, we're all of equal talents and abilities. It's just the the light shined on you, but just a dude who's a like you know the indie the indie artist shit, man. Yeah, is that when you when you see somebody who you know you can I love you I level with it feels it feels different, you know. Yeah, man. And you, I mean, that was a major stage. That's a major award show, definitely in, in the podcasting space. So this is a, a, a and not saying that other awards aren't regal, but this is definitely a, a regal <laughs> award. Um, and again, I just like to see hip hop being uh, presented in that manner. So, uh, congratulations again on that. Thank you, man. So, let's uh, speaking on on the podcast. First off, I know we're we're here for the for the song, the new song, but like the um, the almanac of rap. Um, like you're you're definitely an almanac on it, man. I, I've listened to every episode. <laughs> um, my two favorite are. Uh, of course, Fonte. I'm a I'm a major fan of Fonte, so I thought that Fonte conversation was great. Anytime Fonte can be able to speak, is is great. And I think you compliment you you complimented you know that conversation very well with that. And then the one with artistic. So artistic is from uh you know he's from California, but yeah. he went to Fam. He went to Flo- uh Fam U in Tallahassee, Florida, which is two hours away from me. And um, so it, it's always interesting to see him speak on California, on Florida stuff, being the fact he's from California. And I think yeah. you did, well, matter of fact, you did an absolutely great job narrating that, uh, that show and really just giving us the history of, um, having somebody else give us the history of this and give you your input on it. So those were my two episodes. But tell me about uh, the Almanac of Rap. Like, how did that come about? What made you just say, hey, I'm just going to do it? Yeah. Well, to speak to the artistic episode, and this also speaks to like just the show, the ethos of the show in general, um, a lot of the Almanac of Rap is about me getting expert analysis and opinion. So I don't purport myself to be an expert on things. I purport myself to be somebody who's curious enough to talk to somebody who would know more than me. Um, a lot of times I do know a stuff. Like there was an episode where I brought... Um, there, I, it was either the TikTok episode or the episode about Chicago House. I was talking to somebody about um, just dance music and dance hip hop, and it's, I'll ask leading questions. I'll know the answer to them, but like the audience just needs to hear someone explain it to them. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. Um, I'll bring a guest on for a reason, right? But with that, yeah, artistic is just such a he's such a, a, a knows everything. He's the he's a real almanac. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the show came about, I want to say the tail end of the stay inside pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Like the pandemic never ended, but when everybody was in the house, um, I got reached somebody, a friend of mine had a show on Sonos. Shout out to DJ Lindsay. She's a fucking dope DJ in Atlanta. Um, she had a show on Sonos called Black is Black. And it's a great show. It was a wonderful show. She reached out to me saying Sonos was looking for other 
other shows and specifically like not not like a mass search, but they were interested in what I would what I would bring. So I kind of just put together a show modeled after what I was doing on my Twitch stream, which is playing music and dissecting it in a different way. So not like I don't know. Not like the dissect podcast where they're like breaking down the songs and telling you about the, the decisions they think the artist would have made or bringing the artist in, but mm. like playing Montel Jordan, get it on and like stopping the record and talking about how this shit is such a creepy record or <laughs> <laughs> playing like an LL Cool J song and like being like, this nigga is a maniac. <laughs> he's crazy. <laughs> you hear what he's saying? Uh, but so like it was, it was just fun, silly, whimsical analysis of hip-hop and i think that a lot of the hip-hop analysis that we get is either super academic which is great or it's gossip based which is what it is and i wanted to bring something different to the table which is kind of treating it like pop culture and treating it like fun you know what i'm saying like it's not always about archaeological archaeological researchers digging through their crates and figuring out why this sample and this kick drum and talking about sine waves and shit. It's, it's literally just like, yo, Montel, why are you picking up another woman and bring her to the club where you left your girl at? Like, that's mm. that's weird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, just just being silly like that. So, the show itself, um, it, it comes from just those conversations you have with your friends about bars and witty bars and not like who's the best rapper or, you know what I'm saying, why so-and-so whack, but just appreciating who an artist is for who they are, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. And y'all did it on the on the uh, what is it? The comedy rap, comedy hip hop episode. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man, yeah. when like I didn't even know Dragnet was. I I totally forgot that whole Dragnet reference. But when I heard it, I was like, dang, man! I, I almost went back to the to the to the movie to see what that was about. But I mean, I I do love uh how you brain thing. You know how you have things in the middle, like. Yeah. Not, like you said, super ac- academia and super like gossipy trash type talk or whatever. So it's cool to be in the middle, though. And it's cool, though, that you know your knowledge, too, man. Like, you know, you like, you know, your stuff. It's not like you just kind of like facilitate. And I know you, you know, you saying you bring other people in. But I mean, it's it takes art to you to bring somebody in that understands that part of of, of the conversation that you're presenting. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm definitely. um I'm no slouch. I know my shit, you know, <laughs> but uh, I like to have conversations with other informed people, people who may know a little bit more than me or who can challenge the things that I do know in order to bring me to a, you know, a, a different understanding of things. So like the, the comedy and hip hop episode specifically, um, I, I wasn't aware of the Tom Hanks dragnet rap. I wasn't aware of um, Mel Brooks's Hitler rap. Um, I wasn't aware of a couple of things that uh, Diago brought up. And in researching them, it was like, oh, you know, like hip hop and the influence of hip hop is so wide that so of wide, course you can't for sure. know everything, but you can know t- like you can know like the 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 shape of things in general. So when he when when he it was explaining to me, I was like, of course Dragnet would have a hip hop rap. And of course that would <laughs> that would lend itself to Chet Hanks being weird. Or yeah, of course yeah. Mel Brooks would incorporate rapping into like his musical. New York is gone New York. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> nah, you good, you good. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like it's 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 a really fun show to make. And um it's a lot of work, but the work itself 
is just a reflection of how much I care about the subject. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where like I get to illustrate, I get to find a thread in my mind and illustrate it to people. So like the comedy, I'm one of, I'm trying to think of how the comedy hip hop series even started, but like a different episode is the artistic one. That more or less was because I just dropped the episode today. I wanted to ask artistic. I wanted to ask somebody who had the better discog, who had the better, who runs the rap game? Not who runs the rap game. I'm trying to frame the question correctly. Who has the better discography, the Bloods or the Crips? Which is a, a really weird question. It's a silly question. But when you think about it, Snoop is like, Snoop, he's an yeah. icon, but yeah, he's a sure. Crip. Right. You got YG, you got DJ Quick, you got Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, whoever. Bloods. Like, who has the better discography overall? Are we going to like, this this question came about around the time of Versus. Like, I was like, that would be a crazy Versus, just like a, a Blood versus a Crip. And then, <laughs> and then, like, when you think about it, when you think about it, that thinking about the question led me back to the uh, Bloods versus Crip banging on Wax album that came out in the 90s, right on the heels of the gang truce. Um, and digging deeper into that thread, you find out that Jim Brown of black exploitation and football fame orchestrated the gang truce. And the gang truce happened, I believe, after um, the Stop the Violence. Um, L- the LA Stop the Violence song and like yeah it just, like you just keep the rabbit hole just gets deeper and deeper and deeper right and like the parody rap joint part of that I figured out I found out where um, the rapping Duke was you know what I'm saying like it's just you just end up at these strange places oh I'm sorry I, I so that's the thing about talking to me is I I, I go on tangents a lot no you good brother you good <laughs> my mind is like this um, but. <laughs> But yeah, so I wanted to ask artistic about that, and in doing so, I figured I might as well get some musical education too, like because he education about the LA scene in general. So we ended up talking about just the history of LA's hip hop scene. We talked about you know um, the difference between Crump and um, Jerkin, and why Jerkin and Crumpin never didn't have the staying power of say crunk or you know what i'm saying and like yeah whatever and he's just like well he, he he blew my mind when he explained to me that like jerk that um dj mustard is essentially like the product of jerk you yeah. know what i'm saying like, blew my mind i never thought about it like that but yeah when he brought that up in the episode I, I thought that was very interesting too it was a good tie-in like it when he said well when they brought out the music you're a jerk and all this other stuff so i was thinking about that era of music of course, being a DJ, you know, we had to play it from time to time. So, like, yeah. and I was thinking about it, but then when he tied in the whole mustard situation, I was like, okay, this makes, like, total sense. It, it makes total sense. So, it's cool. It was that aha moment when he mentioned mustard's name, for sure. Yeah, because, like, the, so at, at its root, the music, the podcast is a music discovery podcast. And when Sonos reached out to me, you know, they're an audio company, and they wanted somebody to do, like, a just a radio show where they play music and talk about the music. And me being the type of person that can't just do a thing in its simplest form, I was like, how can I make this extremely hard for myself? <laughs> I can conduct interviews with people about music and make songs about the interview, uh, make make mixes about the interview. So like the first episode I did was with Gene Gray, and we talked about unhinged content. 
And I was talking about how LL Cool is a maniac. Like, you know, it's documented. He says he's a maniac. And Gene was just like, well, I say to you, LL Cool J is not unhinged. He's whimsical. I'm actually a maniac. I've killed more people on my records. I've done all these <laughs> things and no one thinks about it or talks about it. So we talk about that and we talk about like fun moments like Prodigy saying he'll throw a TV at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prodigy is a, 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 a man. He was a maniac. He was a maniac. Yeah. He was a maniac. Um, <laughs> I got I, I brought Wyatt on to talk about Wyatt Sinak. I call him Wyatt, Wyatt, my homie Wyatt. I brought him on to talk about um, rap exploitation flicks, which are basically yeah. the films that would come in the back. It's like you know the back when people were buying CDs and CDs were selling, they started putting DVDs in the CDs, and you could you know kill a season and I got the hookup or um, uh, about it about it all that stuff. Like right, it was right. like. Like the direct to DVD era, like like before Tubi was Tubi, we had CDs, <laughs> we had DVDs, <laughs> and you know a lot of that stuff lives on Tubi now, which is why I love Tubi. But before that, man, you would just go to the barbershop and do about three movies, and one of those movies would be a really bad movie produced poorly by a rapper. <laughs> right, and we watched it like it was that it was it was nothing else, and it became it came a classic indirectly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because like you know, it, it, it became a cult classic. It, it achieved sure. status within the hood. Like, oh, you ain't seen this shit. Like, you got to see this. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 things don't get that designation anymore because they're not as um. It's more. It's it's easier to make. It's easier to make like a movie or like an album. You can shoot it on your iPhone, put it on YouTube. Whereas back then, to distribute it, you had to be like, all right, we got to have a budget, enough of a budget to press this up. We'll worry about the the actual quality of the film later, but let's just shoot it, right? And then you, you end up with some crazy movies, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, one one more thing before we go into the to the song, um, the work ethic. I know before we uh, hit record on this, you mentioned that you was doing these shows biweekly, and so the the infrastructure of these shows. I would think, you know what I'm saying, setting up the interviews, doing, the, I mean, doing your, your research and then doing probably like a second round of research, being the fact you got to grab all the, the sound clips, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> how, how do you manage to do that? Because you said you was doing this bi-weekly. I, I honestly thought, I was like, well, he probably lined them up and probably took like a month or so and kind of just recorded each episode and then we just, you know, every week passed by uh, episode drops. So explain that process to me. Okay. So the first season was bi-weekly. And the first season with Sonos that I did with Sonos, um, shout out to the Sonos team, the people who helped me produce episodes and mixed episodes. Uh, Dana Walks, sensational mixer, engineer, live engineer. Uh, shout out to Saida. Shout out to Asia Palmer. Um yeah, the team over at Sonos was great. They kind of gave me a long leash to do whatever I wanted to do as long as it met up to an audio standard. Um, but with that, those episodes were bi-weekly. And the only thing that I wasn't doing in that capacity was the mix and master. Everything else was on me. So the booking, the editing, the writing, the hosting, the researching, all that shit was me. This season, I decided to go weekly. And I'm still doing all the jobs. Plus, I'm mixing and man, I'm I'm doing the mix too. Like so, and I'm doing. I forgot socials and all that stuff. Um, and I'm 
not as organized. I'm I'm pretty I'm okay, let me let me stop. Like stop uh uh being self what's the word for it? Self-deprecating. Yeah. I am organized, but I'm also kind of impulsive. So I just I just one day woke up like you gotta just start season two. And I started it and I, I decided to do it weekly. And I've been doing them pretty much like the day before the episode comes out, I'm uploading it. It, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Like the episode that just came out didn't exist a week ago. Like I'm I'm making this stuff on the fly. It's it's a lot, and I wouldn't recommend it. Um, a lot of it is just a lot of it is just um, consequential. You know what I'm saying? Like it's me not having the time to do things ahead of time, right? And me wanting to do things my way. So season three will absolutely be one in which they'll be they'll be canned and they'll be uploaded and they'll be done. In my mind, that's how season three is going to go. Because right now, man, this this shit is it's hectic. <laughs> it's <laughs> hectic, but I, but I can I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do feel like you know, it's 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 a a good little bit of glory for the hecticness. Like I I I've, I know for me, sometimes I put myself in these hectic situations, and I'm like, well, especially when it comes to like music or like podcasts, and definitely what kind of DJ mixes. I'm like. All right, let me have this organized confusion type of action going on, but it 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 gives me like this this energy or whatnot. So I don't know if that if that if that's how you feel when you're doing your shows. Like it gives you this type of glory or like accomplishment feeling when you when you when you're against the grain like that. Yeah, the thing for me is that I work best under a deadline. I work best yeah. up against like not a self imposed. If you don't get this done, nothing happens. I work best when it's just like. If you don't get this done, like the money's on the line, or like you might like it has to be something, something like like tangible and real, like at the finish line, in order for me to like really take the thing seriously. Um, mm-hmm. So, me completing everything ahead of time, just I have too much time. Like I need a deadline, and I also speaking to the reward thing, it feel I get the satisfaction of releasing an album. It feels like, like it feels like making and releasing an album every week. You know what I'm saying? Which, mm-hmm. in practice, sounds insane. But prior to the, you know, like I put out two EPs during the um, pandemic. I put out a safe e- a EP called Safe and one called Space. Two solo EPs that I completely produced, wrote, mixed, and released within a week. Like so, I've. Shout out and the person who taught me that is Gene Gray. Shout out to Gene Gray. <laughs> but like just working, giving your full self to a thing, a lot of times you can't a lot if I have space to walk away from something for too long, I'll stop working on it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm like I have hundreds of songs in my hard drive that just will never see the light of day because I'm like, oh, it's I'm, I'm I'm tired of working on that or it's whatever. It, 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 it's not urgent. It has to feel urgent. And part of creating a sense of urgency for me is having a deadline looming. Um, it's not the healthiest way to work, but it's my way to work. Yeah. And, and until I can find a healthier way to work, it will be my way to work. Um, I love yeah, it. It's, it's, been, it's been a fun process, man, even though it's stressful, even though, you know, I'd stay up sometimes till 2, 3 in the morning. 
for two nights in a row, you know, it, it feels good when it's done. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And and you said the one thing that I've you, you pulled it out of my brain with that when you said that it's like releasing an album. Like every episode is like releasing an album. And I know for me that I like that challenge of it. I, I love the challenge of it. So and and the fact that you can do it on your own is like do it your way is like the best feeling too. So but great job on the on the on the on the podcast, man. I'm definitely looking forward to the season three. I mean all the episodes that's coming out, man. I just appreciate them so i'm, I'm looking Thank forward you, to man. season three all right well since we're talking about albums let's get into the the new song don't look up now this is a jam thank you thank you yeah man <laughs> oh yeah and i got and, and, and <laughs> i don't know why i don't know if i asked or not when i reached out to you about getting those uh those versions or whatnot but i do need those those versions like the, the clean oh. versions all that stuff. Whenever you get a chance, you can send that pack to me, man, because that definitely is going in my mix shows and all that stuff. And I got other curators. Shouts out to Soul Curators. They they make playlists. They do mix shows, all that stuff. So, and we we talk about that type of music, and I'm I'm saying that type of music in quotation marks because it's that whole uh, as everybody else would say, like conscious music. But we really big on that, like grown man music. Neil, so all you know, all that, whatever that encompasses. So, like life um, music, yeah, life music, absolutely. Because I and I and I and hopefully it wasn't a disrespect for saying that, but I just know when we have to when we talk to other people, we have to identify like that, so people can be like, ah, okay, so you're talking about so and so versus this, yes. So, well, like you know, part of um, part of bridging as a bridge between the show and the music. Part of the thing that I've been examining this season is genres like you know what what we're what we're kind of hinting at is genres and i think that for what we make which is boom bap you know what i'm saying boom bap backpack is i won't say it's a dirty word but it's not a marketable term like you don't right. hear a lot of people saying they make boom bap or like they make backpack rap i mean i think that i think the west side gun says he makes boom bap which is nice because he's putting he's he's, he's giving a, a he's giving a a, a boost to the genre but a lot of people just have shied away from making boom bap because it's not marketable. It don't chart, you know what I'm saying? And they they want to do other shit. But for this, for Don't Look Up and the stuff we're doing with Six Senses, Rubber Souls, I selfishly <laughs> told Vaughn and Six, like, look, I want I want to DJ this shit out, man. Like, I and my DJ gigs, I play a lot. I'm gonna play a lot of funk. I play a lot of soul. I play a lot of disco. I play a lot of boogie. I want to be able to slide a Tanya Morgan jam in there and not have it feel like I got to bump the BPMs up and have us wrap it all pitched out and fast. Nah, man, just let's just make ready-made songs. So we got like about like that groove, that kind of like like upper, like that 100 to 110 BPMs, like fun, funky shit. We got like about eight or nine, maybe 10 of them. That's, that's, that's kind of the vibe of the new project. Ah, new project, new project. That was one of my questions. Okay, because I, because I listen. I read. Uh, I want to say it was two dope boys, and you mentioned like you say you don't know if it was gonna be an EP or a song or whatever. You you didn't know that, and I and I I thought that was cool that you said that. But now that I got you on record saying you know <laughs> project, yes, sir. Yeah. You know, you know. Ever since Kendrick Lamar called an album an EP, what is what is anything anymore? You know, nothing has any. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> now I'm saying like we we definitely put out a project. We're 
So we're just grappling with how to get the 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 full body of work to people. Yeah. Um, and what we decided on was to do a series of singles. So, you know, drop a new single every month. And at the end of, or, or whenever we see fit, bundle enough songs to either come as an EP or bundle them as a LP. But I am so just, I don't care about streaming. And I would care more about streaming if we had a large following and a large audience on streaming. Like, by all means, when I say I don't care about streaming, I'm not telling you not to stream us. Please stream us. Maybe then I'll yeah. care. Yeah. But, you know, like my thing is more or less like pressing it up on vinyl and selling it or making tangible art projects that are are fun to make. Like, it's not really packaging di- digital content isn't really fun. It's lim- It's limited. I mean, and, and you know, you can get it out to everybody within a couple of seconds, or people can get it within the twenty four hours. But like, and it's funny because I was on a hip hop panel yesterday, and we was talking about technology and all that, and I was saying how, you know, it it it, it was a mission. It was a, a mystique to create something and, and have it tangible. And we would we would get the album and play it for like years or revisiting and and that type of stuff. So yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, the other thing about physical media is that I, I say this a lot. Like, if you think about how many rap songs or how many songs in general that you know the words to and you can sing along to that you don't like, those songs are probably songs that existed on an album that you bought and you just had to sit through that song because it's easier to sit through it than to fast forward it. Absolutely. Like, yep. And you don't have to do that anymore. You can skip it. You can, like, make your own playlist. And the way that you interact the way that you interact with your music is different. Like, like the song that we're talking about that we released that's out now, Don't Look Up, Spotify, Apple, Tidal, whatever, it is competing with every single other thing in your phone or the computer. Literally. Like, yeah. you could be listening to that song and then a text message come through and it's like, your job saying you gotta come in. You, you offer that work. You offer right. that song and you're like, damn, let me text this motherfucker back. Or, you know what I'm saying, you, you're you on Instagram scrolling while you're playing and you're like, it's background music. So it, the way that we interact with music now isn't I'm in the mood to hear something new. It's there's something new. Let's play it. Like you don't really right. interact with music the same. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to make people interact with the media different. And when I say I don't care about streaming, I'm not anti-streaming. I'm just not really. I'm just aware that streaming is a billboard. It's not streaming is marketing. But you know, what I'm saying you got to get people in the door of the store. So if we got a if we got a song up on Spotify, cool. If you playlist it, then that's getting you in the door. Like you got to every platform has their own ecosystem and way you can engage with the content. But you know, you have to still algorithm. I'm I'm all over the place, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of scattered because my nah, mind you good. I'm following, ways, but I'm following. Algorithmic. It's the same thing as if I put up an Instagram post. Um is if you follow somebody on Instagram and once you follow them, you don't, you'll see their post for a minute. Then it stops. If you don't engage with their content, if you don't like their stuff, if you don't, if you don't share their stuff, if you don't leave a comment, the algorithm says, Oh, you're not interested in this. You just care for a second. It's the same thing with music because once you, once you post something on Spotify or, or title or Apple, it's, it's just content. Even though it's a song, it's content and it's on the listener to share it and engage with it. It's also on the artist to promote it. 
to be shared and engaged with. And it's a much easier game for me to be like, hey, here's a piece of vinyl. I would love if you bought it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I get it. I get it. But you know what? I think uh, I think Bandcamp is good for that. For me, me personally, when I go to Bandcamp, I feel like I'm like purposely there to like purchase and get a little bit of more of what the artist is, regardless if I know them or not. So, I mean, that might help. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still a form of streaming, but still like Bandcamp for me, like, like when I got, you know, when I got on Bandcamp and saw the, your song, I was like, okay, well, let me buy it. You know what I'm saying? And then yes. I felt I felt more attached to it. But I understand. I, I see what you're saying about the whole other streamings. We're not against it, but it feel good to have somewhat of a tangible type of, you know, at least I got an email saying that I can download your song versus. Yeah, like I, I think the Bandcamp, <laughs> I think that uh, for what it's worth, engaging with stuff on Bandcamp is different. Like you're, it, it exists outside of the, the the larger streaming ecosystem. Like the Bandcamp plays don't count towards streams. I don't think I could be making that up, but no, like it, it about, counts to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it counts to me. It, it's it's definitely a barometer to me. But like the thing about Bandcamp is that the audience that goes to Bandcamp is a different audience. Like if you say if you say I have if you if you put up a post like I have a new new song out here's a Bandcamp link here's a Spotify link. The people that choose whatever, like, it's just two different audiences. It's like, it's like a person that wants to get a hamburger. Like, are they going to cook it at home or are they going to buy it ready-made? You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. where are they going to buy the meat from? Like, it's, it's that level of granular um, um, analysis for your audience. But all that tech, marketing, like, internet analytical shit aside, we made a jam. <laughs> we got a bunch of jams. This is one of those songs, man, like, it's... It's fun. And even though, um, you know, the the content of the song, the, the lyrical content of the song is a little bit about, you know, we recorded this one. We recorded this like maybe like a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Okay. Um, we recorded a lot of this stuff a while ago, but, you know, shout out to my guy Six Sense. Um, he he produces fully produces. So like, you know, he'll bring in like live bass and the mixes, he makes sure everything sounds great. So it's, it's not like a, it's, it's harder to get stuff out fast when we work on stuff like this, because it's a, it's a slower process. It takes more time to cook, but it tastes better when it's out. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you say you got more, uh, more records like this, right? Yeah, we got to join the next one coming up. Um, the next one coming out, is a joint called Move featuring, this is exclusive, a joint called Move featuring my guy Mathian. From, okay. uh, I believe he's he's based in D.C. Got him on vocals and got him on um, like doing some bass and some some, some guitar shit. Um, the last joint, um, Don't Look Up, features Mia J, a really dope vocalist. We got a joint featuring my brother Nicholas Ryan Gant, mm. really dope dude. We got a joint... Um, Got a joint feature by guy Rob Cave, dope lyricist, legendary MC. We got, we got a couple more features that are pending, like you know. But I'm, I'm trying to make sure that, um, trying to make sure I'm shouting out the, the ones that are like tangible and actual and ready, as opposed to the ones that are theoretical. Right. But you know, it's it's it's, gonna, it's fun, man. We're having fun with it. Like, you know, we're making sure that we're not getting bogged down in the the vanity metrics, the analytics, the, the, how do we, whatever, whatever, 
at the end of the day, we just been in a group chat talking, sharing memes, laughing. Six just had a baby. Shout out to little Julian, aka Juju, as I call Congratulations, it. Congratulations, yeah. Uh, and Vaughn is Vaughn is living in a covert. Vaughn is somewhere down south. I don't want to say where he lives because he he gets mad when I tell people where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> but Vaughn is in the south. You know what I'm saying? If you say him, tell him I said what up. Uh, no, you tell him you said what up, not me. I talked to him. <laughs> but yeah, man. So we're just the extension. This this music is the extension of brotherhood. We're just having a good time, man. We we we're, we're in happy. We're all in good places. Things are good. So we're just making music that feels as good as we feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, uh, the the don't look up. The, that's what I get from it. It definitely it seems like a you know a, a conversation or like a, okay, well, this is the the realistic aspect of like what life could be but it's like you know i'm getting pulled back in this other way and i'm like all right let me you know let me stay focused let me you know let me keep keep abreast of 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 the things that's what i'm that's am i kind of correct on that or yeah i think i think based on this conversation you can kind of tell that i'm the type of person that when i get involved in something i'm fully immersed and my blinders are on so there's a bar about like um I ain't trying to do shit, nothing. Stay at home, sit at home and just sit. Might take a little walk, grab a coffee, that's it. Six and Von P had to put me back in. Because I literally, like, I'll I'll make an album in a week, then I just won't think about rap for a month, two months, mm-hmm. three months. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I get so far out from it that I wonder, am I still in it? And that's what, that's what that line, Six and Von P had to put me back in. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to do everything all at once seamlessly. So sometimes for me, when I'm in podcast mode, working on podcasts, I'm not rapping. When I'm in DJ mode, doing DJ gigs a lot, I'm not really rapping. But when I'm in rap mode, rapping, I'm tearing motherfuckers' heads you off. Lock, you know yeah, you locked in. Yeah, you locked oh, in. Yeah. yeah I'm, but um, yeah, it's so bars like that, they're just like, and oh, and, and I wrote that song like, right when I had moved into this new this new place that I'm in. So, you know, I'm I'm talking about like my kicks, my kicks being a little old, my hoodie ain't brand new, but I just bought a brand new couch. You know what I'm saying? Shit is great. Like it's a choice. I can either spend three hundred on these shoes or two thousand on this couch and that's where we're at. But I'm back on buying shoes. So <laughs> I might have to change that bar up when I perform it. But that's the other thing too, is thinking about performances. You know, like the relationship we're trying to figure out when to perform, where to perform, how to perform, you know what I'm saying? But in trying to figure those things out, we're also just having fun, man. Like not letting those conversations or those concerns affect the fact that we're just dope rappers who want to make some music, you know? Indeed, indeed. I I love it, man. And I appreciate it, you know, from a fan for sure. Cause I, I I mean just from day one from hearing Tanya Morgan, Don Will, like uh, Von P, hearing y'all, man, it was just like you know I put y'all in that I, I want to say for like a better phrase, put y'all in that category of like of life music. Like I have this bubble of life music that I listen to, so it's cool to hear the you know the the new Tanya Morgan joint because I'm like yeah and it was a up you know it was a up tempo joint too I immediately thought about when I DJ I'm like yeah I can slide this in like you said you can slide <laughs> into some funk like I love playing funk soul 
Um, yeah. All that stuff, man. I just love when people just really get busy at bars and just, and I'm able to like facilitate that. So to be able to slide something in that I actually love and like listen to outside of me DJing, it's a whole tribe that I have. The Groovers, I have a lot of people that listen to this. The Groovers. Yeah, the Groovers, yeah, like, man. Honestly- as as a, as a, a, you know, I, it works. Like I, I I put it in the middle of sets, like those kind of sets where you need like a bridge to get to hip hop or a bridge to get out of, out of like a out of like a hip hop. Like it works because it's it, the the it does the thing that you need to do without without being jarring to the audience. Like what is happening? What is this nigga doing? Like it, it just you know by the, <laughs> by the time by the time they realize what it is, they groove into it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and right. That was, that's always the challenge with certain kinds of hip hop, life right. music, hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't take offense or to it being called life musical. As long as just don't call the shit whack. That's all I'm saying. Fair <laughs> enough. You, fair if, enough. If you do think it's whack, if you do think it's whack, don't talk about it. Talk about some shit you think is dope. That's that's what I'm on. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really do too much talking about things I'm not appreciative of or things I don't enjoy. And I feel like more people should do that. But uh, with that being said, you know the the song. I, I, I'm gonna send it to you right after we get off this joint, man. It, it's I can't wait for you to start sliding in some sets and send yeah, it to man. some other cats. <laughs> Listen, I got I got three gigs this weekend, so it's gonna it's gonna get slid into that man straight up. So matter of fact, I'll matter of fact, I'll do you a solid. I'll, I'll record video. I'm actually going to uh, Cancun tomorrow to do a wedding, so uh, I'll definitely slide in. I get some video and, and send it to you, man. So hopefully you can use it for oh, promo man. or just to look at it and be like, man, my damn music in Cancun. So. Whatever I, I will, I will absolutely post, repost, whatever post that joint. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, last, well, last thing, I like to kind of be fun with it. Got one question for you, real quick. But before that, please go uh, stream. Don't look up, y'all. Please go hit it. Look it up. Look it up. Actually, go to Bandcamp and and, and buy it. I that's my preference. But if you want to do Apple, Spotify, etc. That's yeah, fine. Can, as long you as can you buy it on, in the Apple Store too. They sell music wherever you, whatever you do, do it. Please, yes. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I have these uh, cards. They're called Pod Decks. I go between those and like the Grio. I, I have the Grio Black question, Blackest Question. Shouts out to Panama uh, Jackson. I follow him. But I like to pull a question, a random question, and ask it, and then you can answer it. So, um. I asked this question. I pulled three cards. So it says, if you were a bartender, which famous person would you like to serve? Would would serving them does that mean I get to like talk to them and chop it up with them casually or like what I get to That's like, what I'm thinking too. I'm like I'm, I'm I'm thinking this person is is kind of sitting at the bar probably taking a break or you know kind of winding down or whatever so you know how you see, you know you go to a bar and you 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 and the bartender be having a conversation, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I think that the person I would like to serve would be Tracy Ellis Ross. Okay, um, and I say that because one, she is gorgeous, and I would love to just look at her. Definitely, two, I can. Definitely, I can. <laughs> two, I think that either her or Issa Rae, but um. Again, both of them gorgeous, but also I think both of them probably. Well, one when I say Tracy Ellis Ross, she is fascinating, and I think that I think that we don't really get to. I would love to have like a candid conversation with her, or see how she, you know, like 
like Diana Ross might pop into the bar and shit. She might pick up the phone and Diana Ross is on the phone. And she's like, yeah, mom, like, nigga. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross is the one. And Issa Rae is the other one mainly because Issa Rae is, she is, she's, she's built a cottage industry around herself that is powerful. She's like, so like just being able to like be around her and see what she's been up to would be fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Those those some good choices, brother. Good choices. All right, so we are we are we are at the end. Like I want, I don't want to keep my man's long on here, but listen, I appreciate you, Don Will. I appreciate all the contributions that you give to to hip hop. Um, from a from a hip hop lover, <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a musician as well, and all that stuff, blah blah blah. But like from a fan, I just appreciate you and your uh, contributions to hip hop and just to the music world in general. And uh, congratulations again on that award. I'm I'm sending you more blessings on getting more and more and more awards. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's what it is. So let the people know where they can find you at. Listen, I'm 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 on everything is Don Will D O N W I L L all one word no space. Um, everything, uh, Instagram, Twitter, X, Venmo, Substack, <laughs> my website. Everything is Don Will. If you type it in Google, you'll find me. And yeah. Uh, Almanac of Rap is out now. The second season is wrapping up. Third season coming soon. And if you're ever in Brooklyn, stop by Littlefield in Brooklyn on Monday nights. I, I DJ a comedy show, and I'm there every Monday. Okay. Word, word, word. All right. Well, don't don't hang up real quick. I'm going to close out. But oh, yeah. um, So, my people, thank you so much for hitting play on this. Hopefully, you got some gems. Please go check out Tanya Morgan's Don't Look Up. Go uh, check out Don Will's all his stuff. Go to his website. Follow him on Twitter. Um, everything, all the all the things, and make sure you follow us as well. The Groove Suite, T H E G R O O V E S U I T E and MPN Management. Until then, y'all be good, great to the top. The Groove Suite podcast has been brought to you by Mr. Penis's Neighborhood and the Groove Suite. Make sure you stay in tune with us on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter, at The Groove Suite, and on Facebook, The Groove Suite Podcast. If you want to email us some music, tell us that you like us, email us at GrooveSweetJacks at gmail.com. New things, new things, new things. New vibe, new soul, all that. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who supports us, rock with us, and vibe with us. The Groove Suite.